everyone, and welcome back to the MTG Goldfish Podcast, episode 138, your weekly podcast covering everything Magic the Gathering related. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes, mtggoldfish.com, and now on YouTube. So, with that being said, the crew is joining you as always. Richard, the owner of MTG Goldfish. What is up, Richard? Hey, guys. What's going on? Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, our resident jank brewer and all-around content creator. What is up, Seth? How's it going, guys? How's it going? And Chaz, all-around content creator focusing on the financial aspect of the game. What is up, gentlemen? Ah. Busy week. It's a really busy week. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Uh, more Ixalan spoilers or previews just keep trickling in. So we have uh, decided to talk about a specific few cards. Um, hope everyone in the U.S. had a great Labor Day. Uh, we apologize for the delay, but um, the podcast will now be up. So um, sorry for not having it be up on the normal time. Uh, that will bring us into... So after Ixalan... Cards that'll bring us into a brief announcement for uh, Magic Arena, which will be happening on uh, Thursday, September 7th, and we'll just briefly talk about it. And then Fishmail. So, gentlemen, let's talk about Ixalan. All right, so PAX happened, and the only thing of note at PAX was one Magic the Gathering panel, and they revealed our new Planeswalker, Huatli Warrior Poet, Three red and white, so five CMC, three loyalty, legendary planeswalker, Huatli. Plus two, you gain life equal to the greatest power among creatures you control. Zero, create a 3-3 green dinosaur creature token with trample. Minus X, Huatli deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Creatures dealt damage this way can't block this turn. I know of the three of us, you really like this one, Seth. Um, I know we all have our thoughts on this but um you've been really excited about this card so i think this card is better than it looks i'm not gonna say it's like a broken planeswalker or a great planeswalker or anything but i think it's better than it looks i think a lot of people see the gain life plus and are like "Eh, life gain is bad this card is bad but i think that the zero make a three three is actually a super powerful ability if there's one thing that we've learned about planeswalkers look at gideon ally of zendikar elspeth knight errant Planeswalkers that can repeatedly make tokens without losing loyalty are usually pretty good just based on that ability alone. And 3-3s with Trample is actually a really strong token to be making. It doesn't take that many of them to get your 5-mana value. And then the ultimate, I think, it's like Aurelia's Fury, which never, that might be a sad comparison because it never really worked out. But it comes down, just makes it so your opponents can't block and you swing in and win the game. So I actually think this has potential to be better than people seem to think it is. Because I've seen a lot of people kind of lukewarm on it. It's not Gideon, it's not Nahiri, but I think it's playable in standard. It's like a 5-mana Gideon. I I think she's good, but what holds her back is she's 5-mana. At 5-mana, you can only put so many in your deck. But just coming down and preventing any blocks, you know, say you're playing Mardu Vehicles and somehow you get to 5-mana, like, you put this down, they can't block, you just Alpha Strike. Or you put this down... You create 3-3 trample tokens, and then you alpha strike. So I think she's good, but I don't think she's going to dominate standard or anything like that just because she's 5 mana. Like, think Obnixilis or something. Like, Obnixilis is a good planeswalker, and you saw him in, like, one deck as, like, a 1 or 2 of, and, like, that's it. It's just, there's not that much room for a 5 mana planeswalker. You're not going to be ramping into her. It's not like a Karn or something where she just ends the game. So she's just going to be in some mid-range decks or some aggro decks, and I think you'll see her around, but she's not going to be the face of standard like Gideon or uh, Liliana or something like that. Yeah, I don't think the face of standard, but I do like the comparison, obviously, to Obnixilis because Huawei definitely has some utility. And and to me, it feels like they always make these Boros com- uh, Planeswalkers really interesting. I mean, if you look back... I think like every Boros Planeswalker is a lot different than just the normal Planeswalker template. So I really like the fact that this isn't just a nor just a general like copy and paste Obnixilis. Here's three like Boros abilities and here you go. There's, there's certainly a way to play Huatli and it's not very straightforward. And I think that's why, like you said, Seth, people are really lukewarm. I think my biggest. It just- my biggest concern is Glorybringer. It seems like she very yeah. directly competes with Glorybringer, and I just, 
I'm not sure that she's better than Glorybringer as the top end of an aggro deck. That's my biggest concern. I do think they can both coexist, though, in the same list. Like, in a more of a mid-range list. Maybe not in a an aggro list, but definitely a mid-range list. Yeah, it's just a challenge of how many five drops can you run. Like, how many total fives. And I I don't know. I guess you can do a split, like two Glorybringers, two Hotly, something like that. But I don't know. That's my biggest concern is just Glorybringers are a really good magic card. I mean, she could be sideboard. You board out those Glorybringers, bring in Hotly against controlish decks where, you know, shooting creatures is not as relevant. I actually think the yeah. life gain is surprisingly good against aggro, too. If you're playing a big, like, imagine, like, Carnage Tyrant or something. Like, if you can get one activation of the plus <laughs> with a big thing like that out, that's going to really be hard for a deck like Ramanon Pred to keep up with. Uh, I think that's the dream scenario, that you have a 7-6 <laughs> on the board already. I mean, I think if you just have a dinosaur, uh, if you plus her, she, you know, you gain 3 life from the dinosaur, plus you have 5 loyalty of Planeswalker, that's 8 already. That's enough to buy you a lot of time against really aggressive decks. So I don't think you actually need some crazy creature on the field. Just like a 3-3 or something uh, would put a damper in aggro plans. I mean, even just Heart of Kirin. Play this, crew your Heart of Kirin with loyalty, plus 2, gain 4. Like, that's a big swing against aggro. I I do like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has some play there, and you should bring in some number of these against an, an aggressive list like that. I mean, this is just basically what it's for, and like I said, I mean, it's it's number one biggest threat is Glorybringer, but it also is in the same color, so it does work well against Glorybringer, so if you know your opponent's playing any number of Glorybringers, you might not want to bring this in. But maybe you still do bring in one copy or something. The other big thing to remember is a lot of competition is rotating. Like, Nahiri's gone, Gideon's gone. Yep. We're losing so many of the best Planeswalkers that lists are going to be looking for something to fill the void. And even if Watley isn't quite Gideon level, because it, it's a little more expensive, the plus one isn't as aggressive, decks are still going to be looking for that top-end Planeswalker. So I think that gives a big boost. we got to consider rotation when we're evaluating it, too, and just how many good options are leaving the format. Absolutely. All right, the most important question, how do you feel about the 3-3 dinosaur token that's the same size as a beast? (laughs) That's just one power more than a grizzly bear. Like, what? (laughs) Hey, don't knock grizzly bear. This should have been at least a 4-4, or they should have called it, like, I don't know, crappy dinosaur token. Why is this dinosaur so small? (laughs) It's like a a baby dinosaur. Dinosaurs got to be babies at some point. Yeah, it's true. And they should have made a baby dinosaur token, but it's- but I think it, like, I think Richard is kind of right here. We've had other five mana walkers. Maybe they're in green, so it, it has a little bit to do with that. But a couple of Nissas have been able to make like four fours and five fives, right? Yeah, yeah, but they're usually so, legendary. Uh, just learning or to control her spark, she can't summon the big dinos. Yet. She can only make three threes. <laughs> oh, actually, that's a really good question. How does Huawei even know that she complains walk? Or is a planeswalker? She, she, how do how do Ixalan walkers know they're walkers? She doesn't. If they can't leave, no, I think she knows of other worlds. She just can't go there. Uh, like we know about the moon, but you know we physically can't go to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my spark ignited. What what can I do with this? Oh, I can't do anything. Okay. It's just watching Jason Ravnica. It's like, who is this guy? Why <laughs> why does he have half a shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> I really can't wait for Vraska. I'm so excited for Vraska. Hopefully they kept Vraska black-green. I really hope so. All right. Uh, we got another mythic last week. Awakening Sun's Avatar. Five white, white, white. So eight. Uh, converted mana cost. Seven, seven. Dinosaur Avatar. When Awakening Sun's Avatar enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, destroy all nine dinosaur creatures. Ah? Uh, eh? I mean... <laughs> I I guess. Like, if you wanted to dinosaur pay... Tribal, if you wanted to pay i guess like three more mana to add a seven seven onto your fumigate like this is cool no 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 you're looking at it wrong it's for dinosaur tribal and the big deal is you kill all your opponent's stuff and your dinosaurs live and you just kill your opponent when you cast it i mean obviously it's eight mana which is naturally (laughs) limiting but if you're playing like dinosaur ramp i think this card is Super, super strong. It's like, think of it like Descend Upon the Sinful, basically. That's a little bit more mana and one-sided. 
So this is this is what's replacing Ugin or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Uamag. All right. I hey, think- maybe if if this is the if this is the caliber of the like top end stuff, maybe they can unban uh, Aetherworks Marvel. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What? Please, no. You're saying so? Aetherworks Marvel <laughs> in Awakening Sun's Avatar is the it, is that's it like work, still right? super broken. You don't cast from your hand with Marvel. Oh man. Oh, so then it's even it's it's they, fine. I saw that they're like nope. <laughs> we're bringing back Marvel. Exactly, yeah. Fix Awakening Sun's Avatar. <laughs> I mean, well, so then you Marvel should be fine. So you all were playing standard competitively back then. Did Reaver Demon back in Muradin was that played at all anywhere? I'm assuming no because of oh, Affinity, but I, I don't this is very much is. like no, Reaver Demon. No, 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 it was not played. Well, uh, it was. It was like. Okay, so Tooth and Nail decided to start bringing in a bunch of, like, different one-ofs because it could for Tooth and Nail. They would bring in, like, the, oh, I can't remember now, like, the big five, six, like, bounce two creatures. They'd bring in, like, Methodross. Yeah, Hoverguard Sweepers. There we go. Nice. Good memory. Uh, It would bring in, like, Methodross, Vampire, and Triskelion. It would start bringing in a ton of different stuff. I think Reaver Demon was sometimes brought in but i mean affinity it, i mean it was so bad but it did beat up on the uh r- the red decks like it would take out all the arc sloggers all that stuff so yes arc slogger was a card <laughs> that was played in magic at one point how crazy is that right uh, all right so i don't know if you're dino ramp i think it's good and i'll leave it at that <laughs> I, I say okay, it's still that's bad fine. because there's gonna be random dinosaurs that you can't wrath <laughs> well you know, yeah, I, such I mean, as the three three baby dinosaur tokens from Wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could do some like some Naya shenanigans. You got Drover of the Mighty. It adds any of one color, so the triple white shouldn't be that bad. Huatli gives you dinosaurs, so it's always like a three three. I think you got something cooking here. <laughs> All right, moving on to the official MTG Goldfish preview, which we published this morning. Thematic compass. Two mana artifact, pay three, tap it, search your library for a basic land, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle your library. At the beginning of your end step, if you control seven or more lands, transform it. It turns into a land, Spires of Orezka. Tap it to add a colorless, tap it to untap target attacking creature and opponent controls, and remove it from combat. I so- like this. It, it's really reminiscent of like Badu- oh, Bajuka Gardener. Baduka Gardener? I can't remember what what the card is now. The, it was the, the flip card from Kamigawa. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think the best comparison yeah. is actually Journeyer's Kite. It is quite literally oh, Journeyer's yeah. Kite on the front half, and then pretty much Maze of Ith on the back half. Like, that's the closest comparison, I think. Yep. I like it. I mean, two Kamigawa cards. What do you know? Wrapped <laughs> <laughs> into uh, one card. No, I, I, I do. Well, first of all, I like the, the flip mechanic in this set, turning into lands. I think that's really flavorful, and we were talking about that before the cast, so I just want to throw that out there. I think that this card can potentially be good, but I think it really depends on the meta. It seems really good in controlling matchups in a control deck. If you can just use it to generate card advantage, you always want to hit your land drops. You can leave up your counters, leave up your removal, do this end of your opponent's turn. And then eventually the land, we haven't seen any land destruction yet. I'm wondering if we're going to get like a ghost quarter or tech edge, but if you can aspire the Vorzaka on the battlefield, it's going to be really hard for your opponent to kill you with torrential gear hawks or like the very limited number of finishers. So I think in control decks against mid ranger control, this card can be really good. On the other hand, if you're playing against Ramanop Red, this card is utterly unplayable. You'll just die. You'll play it. You'll like get one land and you'll be dead. So I think we got to see what the metagame looks like to see how good it'll be as a main deck card. But I think it has a chance in standard and super sweet in commander. Tech Edge and, and uh, Ghost Quarter. Seth, we have Star of Extinction. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's our That's our land... Pretty much the That's same. our land destruction. Yeah, come on. Uh, I really hope they print land destruction. I can see two control decks just stalling out with like four <laughs> spires on each side, and all they have are gear hulks, and they're just counting cards to see who naturally decks the other guy first. <laughs> yeah, you got to play 61 cards in your control deck for the mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all we need is one of these to turn into like a uh, uh, drown yard, and we should be good. Oh, that would be sweet. They yeah. are I really, like really the flavor, pushing right? the really lands. Like the flavor. 
you, you use your compass to find the spires of Orska. I love it. Uh, next card, Chaz. We have a black almost hell rider uh. in Sanctum Seeker. <laughs> Two black black, three four vampire knight. Whenever a vampire you control attacks, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. So no haste. Uh, the nope. most important part of Hellrider. But it hits all opponents. And you gain some it life. It does. It's only vampires though. Yes, only vampires. Ah. Uh, doesn't die to lightning strike, so that's nice. Um Yeah. I What was that what was the the mythic from Fate uh, Br- like Brutal Horror Chief or something yeah. like that? Yep. That didn't see any play, did it? Well, that was also Mardu or something. Ah, uh, I, I, I mean, don't know. I, it, it could be fine. It could be fine. I just don't know. Do we have any other decent vampires yet? Like we have that five drop. I think we have a three drop. <laughs> it's odd. Uh, vampires so far is the tribe that we've seen the least of in the spoilers. Like we've seen quite a, a ton of pirates, quite a few merfolk, um, but not very many vampires. So I think that's a big question. If vampires are good, I think this card's going to be a great finisher. But are we going to have enough vampires? That's the big question. Well, Soren's not in the set, the, so... <laughs> you, yeah. You have a vampire planeswalker. Well, no, but that that's... Sh- it should be okay. I mean... The good thing is, is this is in standard for still a little while longer. We get another set of Ixalan, right? Do we get two different sets of Ixalan? Yes, we have another Ixalan this winter, yep. Okay, so there's still some time to get some vampires. I mean, we have Mavrin Fane. We have the two-mana, the blood-crazed paladin. So we, we have some stuff. And actually... A couple of the Aetherborn from previous sets are vampires. Oh, uh, especially yeah, Gifted right. Aetherborn is actually a very strong two drop, and that's a vampire. Yeah. Also, Yahani is a vampire. You're right, you're right. Oh, okay. So we have some stuff. We got we got some stuff cooking. Bish I like Bishop of Rebirth, actually, too. We can get like a a mid range ish vampire list, maybe. <sighs> the thing is, I think that uh, this card, Sanctum Seeker, really wants to be the top end of an aggro deck. I think that's where it good, where it's good is when you're like one drop, two drop, three drop. Play this, you get three damage and gain three right away. Keep doing that and hopefully win the game. Like I think that that's where you want it to be. Or yeah, aristocrats. I, yeah, you could definitely imagine do that. if they reprinted Blood Artist. That mm, would be you sweet. just suicide your whole squad and you're like whatever. I want them all to die anyway, and you get some extra triggers with Sanctum Seeker. Ooh, we already yeah, got like Yahani this, as a sack outlet. That could work if yeah, you get a blood artist. It's it's good. And like so you go you can we just need a couple there's no one drops, right? Like we can go the gifted Aetherborn into Yaheni or Mavrin into this, and then we maybe play like one or two Bishop of Rebirth. I really like Bishop of Rebirth. That's not that's not a terrible card. And we also have, I mean, I don't know if it'll work, but we do have the vampire lingering souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, call, no. call the feast. Four, four mana Orzhov card, create three one one white vampire creature tokens with lifelink. Uh, not I mean, maybe. Souls, but... That's a, a lot of drain triggers. <laughs> yeah, and and um, Mavrin just keeps making one one lifelinkers that you keep sacking to Yeheni. The other thing that's super sweet, if they do go aristocrats, and this is this one's going a little bit more deep, but they printed. Oh man, I'm trying to find the card. It's a six mana uncommon vampire. It's a four four flyer, but you can can tap three vampires and it comes back to your hand for free if you tap three vampires. So there might be some sort of, yeah, so that offers some interesting possibilities as well if you're playing a sacrifice theme deck. But you have to somehow cast this thing to begin with or get it in your graveyard. You know what? I'm really, I'm really hating that we're losing. What's the, the sacrifice three that the transform card? Oh. What was that one? It was so good. Oh, the 6-5 or whatever? What's it? Yeah, I'm so sad that card's leaving. I can't recall its theme. I can't remember <laughs> it either. I don't but know you what know you're what talking, talking about. about. The the Shadows one, the one that flips and then you can sack and they sack the, three the creatures. Card, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, Voldemort and Praia. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I'm so sad that's leaving now. 
Yeah, Shame. that would be really sweet. All right. Uh, another vehicle, Conqueror's Galleon. It flips into a land. It's a four, uh, four converted mana cost or four uh, generic mana. It's a 210 artifact vehicle. When it attacks, exile at the end of combat, then return to the battlefield, transformed under your control. Crew four. Flips into Conqueror's Foothold. It's a land. Tap to add a colorless. Pay two, tap, draw a card, then discard. Pay four, tap, draw a card. Pay six, tap, return target card from your graveyard to your hand. This is pretty cool. I, I wish it wasn't crew four, but I like that it only needs to attack, and then you get like a staff of domination, trader post, like slash land. That's it's really strong. The land is really strong. That's one of the craziest lands I've ever seen. Like, yeah. the challenge is getting to the land, but that land seems so incredibly strong in any sort of slower deck. So much value. The- uh, EDH staple? I, I cannot see why you... I th- if you're playing I think creatures, so. I don't see why you would not play this. My- yeah, I think so. If you, Yeah, if you're playing a good amount of creatures in a deck, I think you pretty much just have to throw one of these in there. Oh, I was just looking up Moon Mist. I was like, can you just cheat the transform on half of these cards? But Moon Mist only transforms oh, humans. Oh, no. It only transforms humans. Ah, <laughs> oh, so Missed close. Missed opportunity. But it's a 210. It's probably going to live in combat. <laughs> and it blocks just, you know, everything. Your opponent will play uh, Ambush Viper and kill you. Oh, <laughs> no. They just abrade this. That would be the worst. Do you, do you think it's standard playable worst. in like a control no. deck or anything or no. ramp deck? The problem is, I doubt it. I think, uh, I think there's a chance. I think the land payoff is worth it. The problem is, if you look at control decks, they just don't play many creatures, and those are the decks that really would love Conqueror's Foothold. It would be so insane in a control deck. So I just don't know how you crew this if you're playing a typical control deck. Maybe as like a one of in a mid range deck. Quite possibly, it could show up if Metalwork Colossus makes a comeback. We got the new vehicle tutor thing. It adds mana for your Metalwork Colossus. Maybe it's something that could show up there. So I think there's a chance, but oh man, it, the crew cost is just really high. You can play this in like blue black control, maybe a one of. Like you can play this on four, play your Scarab God turn five, crew this up, get your Conqueror's foothold. I mean, if you get a Conqueror's Foothold, I don't know how you lose with a control deck. Like, the, the value on that is just so absurd. Because you spent the first four turns trying to get this land to play. <laughs> no, it's fine. You still have Scarab God. Uh, all right. Uh, moving on to a very exciting reprint, Lightning Strike. <laughs> One in a red, instant, yes. deals three damage target creature or player. We are in the era where we pine for Lightning Strike. <laughs> Finally, this had to, this this had to have made it in like late in in, <laughs> in the development of this set. Like it had. It feels so wrong to be happy for lightning strike. Like it, it wasn't that long ago. We were like, oh, maybe we can get a lightning bolt again, and now the community's <laughs> rejoicing because we got lightning strike back in standard. It is sweet though. Like it's. Uh, it feels so weird to say this, but as far as standard goes, that is about as good as it gets for burn spells. Yeah, it's uncommon. Yeah. I- it was last printed at Common, right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So that affects yep. limited. Uh, four toughness, suddenly very relevant. <laughs> Wait, was it there? No, I I think it was in one of those M sets, right? No, it wasn't Theros. I think Theros or something. No, no, Magic Origins? No, it was no. Theros. What was it? No. Oh, hold on. We get- M13, M14, M13? Theros and M15. M15. Yeah, see, I... Ooh. But yeah, this is uh, this has to be... A really exciting... Wait, this this is one of the most exciting parts of this set already. Best spoiler of the week, Lightning Strike. I think so. I think it's, it's like, crazy to say that, and I just think they realized that, like, open fires is not going to cut it. And I've been saying this for a while, that we need Lightning Strike, so I'm, I'm really glad. But now, <laughs> Ravenat Red was so good even without Lightning Strike. I don't know, so we'll, we'll see. Could get a little crazy. I definitely make sure that Ramanat Bread's going to be around because they lost Incendiary Flow, but now they get to actually upgrade now that they lost Incendiary Flow with Lightning yeah. Strike. So, yeah, they actually upgraded, which is kind of nuts. All right, there's so many good uncommons in this set. There really is. Moving on to an uncommon Siren Storm Tamer. It's a blue, so one converted mana cost one one. Siren Pirate Wizard, flying. 
Blue Sacrifice Siren Storm Tamer, counter target spell or ability that targets a creature you control or yourself. So, Judge's Familiar, Curse Catcher kind of type Siren Pirate Wizard. Yeah, I like this. Um, you have to play a blue, which kind of, you have to pay a blue for the ability, which kind of sucks, but it does have flying. Um, and these cards are actually, have been really success, successful in most standards. Like, they, they normally always see play. Yeah, I mean, I think this card's really good. And one of the interesting things is when we saw Admiral uh, Beckett Brass last week, we were kind of like, eh, how are you ever going to steal things with it? But having evasive creatures actually makes your lord way better because you can fly over and then steal your opponent's best creatures. So I think this card is actually going to be close to a staple in pirates if pirates work. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't play this as one of your one drops in a pirate deck in standard. Yeah, you wouldn't. It, it can just slot into a lot of aggressive lists. It's okay. The, the fact you have to pay mana really, really kills it because when you tap out for your 2-drop, they'll just kill your 2-drop and you basically have a 1-1. One, one. So it's not Judges Familiar. I think you actually need some kind of synergy to play this. So Pirate Deck or something where you have Lords or you actually have an important target to protect. But I think the 1 mana makes a, a big deal because you're not going to hold that 1 mana up the entire game. You're going to need to tap out, and then they can just do whatever they want to do at that point. I think there's some, like, upside and downside, though, because the challenge with, like, Judges Familiar and Mausoleum Wander is they're only four spikes. So while they're good at protecting you in the early game, sooner or later your opponent has so much mana that they just kind of become, I don't know, an annoyance. Like, your opponent easily can play around them. This is a hard counter. Like, if your opponent you know, wants to torment of hellfire you for 12 mana. This stops it no matter how much mana your opponent has, which is a nice upside. And I think it might make it worth paying a mana for it. The fact that it's going to be a hard counter in the late game when judges familiar wouldn't be very good. Yep. And you can bring it back with, uh, what was that Bishop that Chaz was talking about? Bishop of Rebirth. <laughs> yeah, you, you can. can bring it back. I like that. And the more important Blue -white thing, aggro. it's a siren. Siren Janky Tribal coming up. Is this the only siren we've gotten? I don't think we've gotten that I many think sirens. So. I think I think you got the start of like blue black aggro or blue X aggro. I mean you have Siren Storm Tamer. You have I don't know if a lot of other people saw this, but from the Planeswalker decks, you have uh Jace's Sentinel. No, this card's actually pretty good. Actually, this card's I, actually I, pretty uh, good. Jace's Sentinel is a two man of one three Merfolk Warrior. As long as you control a Jace Planeswalker, it gets plus one plus zero and can't be blocked. You have one drop, two drop, and then you have Jace, and then you draw a card because this has flying, and this will have unblockable. Wait, you don't draw a card, you just loot, no? Oh, you loot. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, Speaking of this, I'm going to dump one in your laps because this one just came out, but it fits so perfectly what, with what Chaz is saying. Kite Sail Freebooter, just spoiled as we're live. Two mana, one, two flyer in black. So one in a black. When it enters a battlefield, you dress your opponent until it leaves the battlefield and exile that card until it leaves the battlefield. Uncommon. So we have a one, two mind maggot. Or yep. brain maggot? What was the one from Journey? Yeah, brain maggot with flying. Brain maggot with flying. I don't know. I, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting to, like, either Pirates or Blue-Black Aggro, or we have something. But Blue-Black Aggro requires some kind of counterspell. <laughs> uh, sensor. You got Sensor. <laughs> Mana Leak incoming. <laughs> we oh, also man. had a Mythic spoiled, I think, just live. Oh, we did? As I'm talking right oh, now. Oh my god, yeah. this is the terrible time to podcast. <laughs> yes it was <laughs> what, what is the mythic? we had a mythic it was a blue mythic overflowing insight it is four generic and three blue target player draws seven cards ugh yeah. <laughs> it's that, a mythic i love drawing cards is, is that really God, all it does that's, a lot What's of mana? So mythic about that's this? all it does <laughs> it's a mythic yep and then a bunch of flavor text huh is it yep. instant it's a sorcery too oh Ooh. my goodness wait what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you get our live reactions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm going to hope that Chaz read that, that wrong and it's actually like four mana, draw seven. Uh, so yeah, I hope. Maybe this is a like a fake card, but I don't think so. Oh, man. That's disappointing. Yeah, overflowing insight. If it was an instant, I would at least be a little bit excited. But as a sorcery, 
I don't think you what, can seven play that seven mana card. draw seven? Why would you be excited about that? I mean, it's like like on curve with pull from tomorrow, except you can't, you know, have the flexibility. Yeah, but the whole point is flexibility with those cards, right? Plus, it's that's the other speed. thing. Oh. You have pull from tomorrow in the format. Like, if you want to want to draw a bunch of cards, why wouldn't you just pull from tomorrow? And that's a rare man. This is a horrible mythic. It's it doesn't even feel mythic. It's like what is <laughs> what is possibly good about this card? Yeah, it's it's just like. It's Jace's ingenuity pumped up. Like I don't think it's mythic status. It doesn't... But Jace's ingenuity was an instant. Yeah, it's it was a good card. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Uh, That's only a distraction from the actual good pirate stuff that we got. So it's no worries. And the you know, if I blue, hate this card. It's bad. Green can only draw cards. <laughs> I love drawing cards yeah, more than no. anything. No, it's it's a real card. It's not like fake or anything. And I I read it right. <laughs> <laughs> it's now circling the internet. All right, all right. I wish it's, it was. It's fake. definitely a thing. Ah, oh. moving on. But anyway, yeah, one drop, two drop. Jace Beckett Brass. Wait, so are we on the Jace train now? I thought we we said Jace was bad. <sighs> no, I'm, 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 I'm on the Jace train. I'm on the Jace <laughs> we're, train. We're putting those two two illusion bear tokens into play. <laughs> Hey, well, now you don't even need to protect it. You you have, like, pirates. Yeah, you don't need to protect it because it dies no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what, what's our next card? All right, old growth dryads. One green, so it's a it's one converted mana cost, just green. 3-3 three, three, dryad. When it enters the battlefield, each opponent may search his or her library for a basic land card and put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. One man. All right. Three, so just three. so we get this out, of, just so we get this out of the way, Richard, does this have any place in anything outside of standard? Because that's probably mm. where I would care. No, I don't think it has a place in standard or in any. That's what I. Well, uh, I was going to say, deck my that kills your opponent for putting lands into play. The the advantage you get for the extra power here, given that it's a three three, I think, is far outweighed by the fact that your opponent got a free rampant growth. And with their extra mana, they can outclass this 3-3 quite easily. Oh, man. I just love that they've printed so many of these cards. I, I'm waiting to go to record Budget Magic or something and have someone go Old Growth Dryads into Wanted Scoundrels, <laughs> the thing that, two drop that when yeah. it dies, you get two treasure tokens. And then you just kill them both and cast, like, I don't know, your random seven drop. Then draw seven. I can just draw seven on turn three. Thank you, opponent. <laughs> so... Between these few cards, you can give them a rampant growth, then you give them two lotus petals, and then with Ronas's last stand, you give them a time walk. Yep. <laughs> I think we got it. We got the deck. It's, I think uh... I tweeted this out. Yeah, we got it. We have the scoundrels, we have the dryad, and Ronas's last stand, and your opponent's going to love you. Group because while you're... Deck. Let's do it. When they, when they fatal push your scoundrels on turn two... And then play their Scarab God on turn three. Um, everything's going to be going according to plan. Oh, man. You play your Ronas's last stand, so you have a 5-4 to block the God. And then they get an extra turn to take all your stuff. Wait, but then they take your Wanted Scoundrels and then give you two Lotus Petals. See how this works? The worst, this is great. The worst part about this card is if it wasn't for the Deserts, I could at least see the argument that this could be like, a decent sideboard card against red decks. Like, what are they going to do with their mana anyway? But red decks, the aggro decks actually want a ton of land so they can sacrifice their deserts and deal damage to you. So it doesn't even have that going <laughs> right. for it. Right. Well, I'll, I'll take uh. lightning strike one drop on turn two. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of things I can do with my extra lands. <laughs> I love green cards, but I, I think this is missing okay, a lot. How much, if it was a 4-4, four, four, yeah, how much power I think it need, need to be a 4-4. Four, four. Would you I think it need to be a 4-4. 4-4. It's a tough sell with with Fatal Push in the format. But as a 4-4, four, four, it's better because it doesn't die to a Braden Lightning Strike. So I think it would probably see some play as a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, yeah, I don't think Fatal four, Push four negates enough. a lot of stuff. Fatal Push uh, negates a lot of stuff. This needs to at least be a 4-4. Four, four. It's still risky. Like in normal, in any other normal scenario. I mean, it just makes all of your opponent like, Hero's Downfall becomes Doomblade. <laughs> yeah, like, Lightning Strike becomes Lightning Bolt. Right, like so, fatal push is just free now. It's it's like Gitaxian push or something. So I would be, that one land is worth a lot. I wish this just gave your opponent the lotus petal, the treasure token. Then 
I would have a conversation about it. But getting a land, that's a permanent mana boost every turn from turn one for the rest of the game. And that's that's just so much value you're giving your opponent. Are there any decks that don't yeah. play basics? Not in standard. Yeah, not in yeah. standard. So no good. Could you could you play this against does lands actually play any basics? I think, I think like, could you play this against lands? I think that they would chalice of the void you, but also um but this also, can't. yes, this... they do have lands. They have a forest oh. to deal with Blood Moon, I believe. Oh, like, no, one mana three threes is <laughs> not worth the risk of legacy. <laughs> I mean, in older formats, you have Wild Nakato, which is a one mana no. three three with no drawback. <laughs> but it's what? not even yeah, it's that so good. Bad. It's like Wild Nakato. Like, how many times has Wild Nakato won the game Like just by playing one of them, right? Versus yeah. how many times will ramping your opponent when they actually do have a basic <laughs> lose you the game? I can't. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get behind this card. I can get behind Drover of the Mighty, another awesome green card, and Uncommon, but this is... This, I I can't. It's a rare, so... It is a rare. All right, last spoiler. Oh. Seth calls it the least bad Bob we've had. <laughs> Ruin Raider, <laughs> two in the black, three, two, Orc Pirate, Raid... At the beginning of your end step, if you attack with the creature this turn, reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Lose life equal to that card's converted mana cost. This is pretty good. I mean, it's it's definitely a lot better than all the other attempts at Dark Confidant that we've seen over the past few years. I think this might be the best card for standard that we've seen out of the whole set so far. At, le- at least close to it, if it's not. I think this card is super strong. Yeah, I think if there's a black deck, it's a staple. Yeah. Because just attack, you don't have to hit, you don't have to do, you just need to attack. And a chump attack gives you a card. So it's, the the barrier is very low. It reminds me of uh, Sig River Cutthroat, where you do some stuff and then... And then you cast it, then your opponent's like, oh no, you had that card, I should have probably did something, like killed your creature before combat. So well, you can surprise people with this as well. Is is Raid normally this text? Because it says at the beginning of your end step, if you attacked with a creature. So this doesn't even need to attack, yeah, right? Th- no, yeah, you can right. attack with anything. You can attack with your tokens. So this doesn't even, you, so this just three drop, you attack with your one mana, one one flying, and you get and you get the trigger? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it like, doesn't even I, need to is, be this... in play when you attack. You just got to cast it like before your end step. Oh, wow. And you get the card. It's so good because you get your card that turn. So with Bob, like, it, Bob is awesome, but your opponent gets to untap. They get to kill it with something, with a lightning bolt, with a fatal push. This is a lot easier to get the card off of because, worst case, it's going to be really hard for your opponent to kill this at instant speed on your second main phase before you get a draw. So worst case, you're at least cycling. And best case, it sits out and is just a dark confidant that draws you an extra card every turn and makes you win the game. So even the worst case isn't bad. It's almost like the first, this is almost like you're definitely getting the first draw off of this. Because if they use a removal on your attacking creature, they probably won't even have one for this. And then you, you obviously fulfill the requirement of attacking, and you just get your free card. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is, act- yeah, this might it's, actually be the best rare pirate, I've seen. Right, so there's it is a pirate synergies, blue-black pirates you were talking about. Uh, I think this card's really good. I think it's. I think this card's very good. It's a respectable good. body too. Three mana, three two. That is pretty good. That's good. I like this, Seth. You definitely are right about this one. Hey, every once in a while. <laughs> and then you flip your Awakening Sun's avatar. <laughs> it's like, Oops. You even? I mean, we're yeah, we're starting to get like I, I didn't even see the Fathom. Like I knew about it, but like you have Fathom Fleet Captain with Menace. You have. A lot of evasive creatures now in pirates. I think pirates is going to be a real. Deck. Which I think like, was the point. It's it's going to be good. I am I out of all the tribes in Ixalan, pirates is the one I'm most confident in can be a real standard deck. So, real quick before we move on, I don't want to take too, too much time. Blue, black, or Grixis? Like, do you feel it needs to be like stay two colors, or does it need to splash for Beckett Brass? <sighs> I'm leaning towards blue-black right now, um, but Admiral Beckett Brass is powerful, so we'll see. But I'm leaning towards just straight blue-black. Maybe we'll see some crazy red pirates, but so far, apart from the Lord, 
it seems like all the good pirates are in blue and black. But you need red for a lightning and, strike, a brave. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. But Richard, you do have you do have some counter spells. Like you still, we still have disallow and stuff. Mm-hmm. We have ceremonious rejection. Yeah, no, we have like all that stuff still. How good would the mana be in Grixis, though? Is that's the other what I'm. Question. That's that's the main point. Because um, you only have one fast land, right? Or do you? Well, do you we have, have un- two? you have unclaimed territory too. Oh yeah, that's true. And you still have Ether Hub, so maybe like. Harness oh, lightning, yeah. oh, this energy is... pirates. Then your mana would be insane if you have oh, eight man. free five color land or four color five color lands. Then the I'm mana liking would be, this. Yeah, it seems like you a got, really fun deck. You have unclaimed territory. You have aether hub. Yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking this a lot. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> Grixis or blue black pirates. <laughs> Pen it in for standard. All right, uh, that's. That's all the spoilers we're going to talk about. Uh, we still have a couple more days of spoilers, and then the full set is revealed this week. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I think it's two no. weeks. I'm pretty sure. Because we a, have HasCon yeah. this weekend where there will be spoilers, and Ooh. spoilers next week, and then the end of next week we'll get the full set. I think it's the 15th we get the whole set. It's usually two weeks before the pre release so, how many mythics are left? Anyone know? One, two, three. I'm not sure. I think maybe four or five four now five. that we got that hideous blue card. <laughs> the card that shall not be <laughs> talked about ever again. <laughs> All right. Um, did you want to just really briefly bring up arenas, Richard? Yeah. Uh, made an announcement about another announcement. <laughs> so, Magic the Gathering Arena World Premiere happening live on Twitch. September 7th at 1 p.m. Pacific, so 4 p.m. Eastern, featuring Amaz, Gabby Sparks, Jimmy Wong. They're going to reveal Magic the Gathering Arena. Who's excited? I'm, <laughs> Is this gonna I'm be curious. I'm very curious to these hosts. It's got to be Hearthstone-ish. It's got to be somewhere between Magic Duels and Hearthstone. That would be my guess. I don't know why you would have Amaz do it if it wasn't... Hearthstone-y and Limited-y. Those are the two things that I think of when I think of Amaz. I don't know why you would get him if it wasn't somewhere in that area. Well, who would you put instead of Amaz? LSV? Literally anyone. Chion? Any of the star magic people? This this is definitely... I I know it looks suspect, but I'm having a strong feeling it's not dual. What do you think it is, then? I think this is the... MMO? No, I think that... No. I, I think the MMO would probably have some weird name, not this. Like, I don't think Magic Arena really sets the tone for an MMO. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, but I feel this is the watered down, not watered down, but condensed, very fast paced, Hearthstone like, uh, experience that we've all been kind of pushing for. Like, I think it'll just either have you go in, you do drafts or whatever, maybe even standard. But I think this is just focusing on like standard decks and fast paced like drafting and, and just standard. And then that will be their kind of product to lead us into a revamped MTGO where you get like everything. So question, are you expecting full magic rules in this game? Just condensed to standard yeah like you so think no you can disallow people rules, but it'd just be standard or something like not modern yeah yeah like they have to incorporate obviously all the the base rules of the game but it's just condensed to standard so there's no like banding or like any other stuff like that interesting i think that's possible i also think just limited is a possibility that I mean, Magic Arena, Arena is Hearthstone Limited. It could quite literally be that they're naming it that because that's what it is, like the Magic version of Arena, so. All right, what if it's Street Fighter? What if Arena first? <laughs> so, like, Jace uh, for Chandra. And it's like, Jace if this is a, if this is a fireballs. And <laughs> if this is a MOBA, that would be pretty successful, too. Oh, no way. I just cannot see, though. I think so. I think so. It would be a fool's errand to try to break into the mobile market. <laughs> I, I, I thought that too, but there's obviously enough room for different people to keep entering, even with like Dota 2 and League of Legends around. 
I mean, there's definitely popped like more of it popped you mean, up like the, in the last couple of years. Mobile MOBAs <laughs> in the app store. Yeah, and like Paragon and like what a couple of the other ones I can't even remember now. But there's definitely a market for right, it. I just hope even if it's smaller, it's good whatever it is. If it turns out to be yeah, like that's the main magic thing. duels with just like some new art. It's <laughs> like was this really necessary to wipe everyone's collection? Like I, I hope it's new and innovative. And it actually gets people playing magic. That's the main thing, yeah. All right. All right. Um, fish mail. Fish mail. Let's, yeah, let's try to get this through these as quickly as we can. All right. If you have your questions, send them to at MTGGoldfish on Twitter with the hashtag MTGFishMail, and we'll get to your questions. So, JDHD, regarding this week's sports chat, what are your worst slash best injuries you guys got? I used to play rugby league, so I've had some bad ones. Um, I... I had a very bad high ankle sprain, um, and it took a very long time to rehabilitate. I, like, actually pulled the muscle, like, off the bone, and, like, it was so bad, and there was, like, pinholes in my bone, and it took a long time. I mean, it still bothers me. Doing, so, doing yeah. what? Was not worth it. Football, sorry. Uh, American football. Yeah, I broke my foot playing football uh, a long time ago, so I think that's the worst injury that I ever had. Uh, carpal tunnel from doing too many magic spoilers. Uh, I, I actually <laughs> really? broke my leg doing parkour. Uh, it, it wasn't oh. anything exciting. I was literally just running on like a, a slanted surface, and uh, my leg snapped, which was a uh, very oh. exciting. <laughs> I was like, I just like fell over. I'm like, what the hell happened? And like, oh no, my <laughs> leg. No, this is the worst injury that came out of nothing. <laughs> So yeah, initially yeah, it, it's it's bad. I mean, I initially thought I broke it. Like you I heard the pop and I was like, "Oh, oh you heard God, that too? The bone snap?" Like, I heard. Oh. Yeah, I heard the pop. And it doesn't hurt yet. It was like cuz it hasn't hit you, but you heard it. Yeah. You're like, "Uh." <laughs> yeah, you you're like, "Oh, man, like, oh, this could be the pain. I really hope this <laughs> is not." Pain. Yeah. Yeah. Could not walk at all. All right, uh, Juan Pepe the fourth. Does the change in planeswalker status mean they're available as commanders in EDH? Nope. No. <laughs> unless they're no, already no, the planeswalkers that you can use, like Teferi. Yeah. So unless there's specifically like the clause, like the commander planeswalkers, you can't. And I believe Sheldon confirmed that. All right. Next question. Eleven vicious. I'm switching the cat tribe colors to Naya and building crazy cat lady with Mile. Any ideas for good fling cards? Ooh. Hmm. Uh. Fling? Off the top of my head. <laughs> what do you. F- I actually don't what have do any good fling? ones off the top of my head for Naya colors. I haven't built a fling deck in a while, so I can't recall. Oh, actually, no. Uh, Copper Hoof Vorak. I learned this one in Commander. It was consistently like a 40 40. It gets, yeah. it's a 2 2 for 5, I think, but it gets plus 1 plus 1 for each tapped permanent your opponents control, which means in Commander, it is awesomely huge for 5 mana. So that's a good way to one shot oh, your opponent with Flame. Is that, is that the one from the original Meriden? It is, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I know that card. It's like a boar or something. Yeah, it's a. I nice. think it's a boar. Yeah. All right, next question from Zerlik. Do you guys plan on making popper content for Goldfish again? I'm sad to learn of Jake's departure. Uh, we've been getting a lot of requests, so I think we got we to gotta do something. We got to figure something out, Seth. A lot of requests for popper. Uh, yes, we got to find another another Jake. <laughs> Not that we yeah. could ever replace Jake, Jake but another pauper person. He, uh, yeah, you can't replace Jake. Uh, that was really unfortunate. At Zach Wheels, Combat Celebrant, Orc Shaman, Glorybringer equals standard OTK combat phases. Is this magical Christmas land? What's OTK? One turn kill? One turn yeah, kill. One turn kill. Yeah. Hearthstone turn. Um, probably magical Christmas land. What is Orc Shaman? Yeah, what does Orc Shaman do? I gotta look this up. Is it is that the one from Ixalan? It's not showing up. <laughs> That's because it's not named. <laughs> no, it's it's the, it's, the, it's the skin shifter. It's the skin shifter. Is that the copying thing? The one we the yeah the zero one. Oh, oh. yeah, we we all learned we all learned you don't get exert. Yeah, you don't get exert. So you do this. not. So I, super bad. My my apologies. Super bad card. Don't even. In play. in theory, though, like I think what the combat is, uh, the combo is you attack with everything, 
the the shapeshifter thing becomes a combat celebrant. You can't exert the first combat, but after you untap, you can exert the second time because it's already a copy of it until end of right. turn. So you do get, what, three combats in a turn? So maybe that could work, but I definitely think it's Magical Christmas Land. I think that's an against the odds deck, but it is a sweet idea. I mean, as far as Magical Christmas yeah. Land, it's only three creatures. It's not, like, that bad. And one of them... <sighs> Has haste the the one that you really want the orc shaman so, but they're like two so really bad bringer. creatures and a glory bringer. <laughs> <laughs> you would need you would need like a four drop. Wait, is celebrant three also? Yeah, they're two three drops and glory bringer. Oh, yeah. I, I think I think this can be done. I, I don't think it's as you know. It's not that like I need seven cards and then I got to draw the exact right card off the top. This is only three cards. You you could do like, yeah, maybe not. Oh, that's a, that's a shame. All right, next question. Denim Scum, do you think the new Jace might suggest an overall power level drop in future walk- walkers in light of the rule changes? I doubt well, it. Uh, not really. I think it's just no, bad I, Jace. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there will still be some strong walkers. So far, I, I would say yes, because Huatli and Jace both seem pretty balanced. But I don't think that'll be the case for, you know, going forward forever. All right. Next question. PJ Tomps 9667. What are the chances Watsi breaks standard on purpose for Dominaria for nostalgia and also money? If there's uh, ever a time when we could get lightning bolts and counter spells and those type of things in standard, I think Dominaria is our best shot. But I think the odds are still pretty low. Yeah. Likewise. Ah, oh, come on. Counterspell, this is the time. <laughs> this is the just time. give us mana leak. Uh, they, they can't put mana leak on Dominaria, that, that's just wrong. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's it's too watered down. They need they need Urza to like rise from the ashes, slap Jace, throw some counter spells around, mana- and lightning bolt someone. <laughs> like, that's what they need to wait, do. Wait, 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 wait. Mana leak would be too watered down for standard no, for Dominaria. Oh, 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 yeah, maybe. I mean, if you if you want to. I hope they don't do this, but I hope they just don't make like Shivan Dragons and Sarah Angels as you know the callback. <laughs> no, no. If they're so bad, you're not going to play them anyway. I really do hope they put some powerful cards in. Uh, next question: Mean Mean Pork. What is a non-magic subject each of you know more about than both of your co-hosts? Hmm. Ooh. Uh. Well, I I have two degrees in art, so maybe I would hope it was that. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go with music although I don't know how big of music fans Richard and Chaz are actually but I would guess that I would win the music category I know nothing it's, it's all uh, hipster music I, to I, me. I, I listen to a lot of music does that count like I don't what's I don't know what the even like the terms of you can define it however you want to <laughs> oh okay well I listen to a lot of music so there's that. Uh, non-magic subject? I don't know. Programming, maybe. It's where my degree is. I'm like, uh, Rock yeah. climbing. I can, like, not die. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have two degrees in digital media, but when it comes to music set, too, like, I'm like my mother, where apparently, like, every song is just from Bad Company. So I'm like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm like, you know this song? And he's like, yeah, Bad Company. It's from, like, Bad Company. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. Hawks fan Alex. Who is more attractive, Pirate Booty Jace or Gideon? What? <laughs> Jace cutting Castaway with his new, you know, muscular arm showing, or classic olive-skinned Gideon? Uh, I'm going with Gideon. Yeah, I don't yeah, know Yeah, I think you... I would go Gideon, too. I-, I, think, I think it's widely, I mean, I don't know, like, too much about this, but apparently, like, Gideon is the epitome of a Chad for everyone in the magic community, so... I think Jace is supposed to be, like, emo pretty boy, but I don't really see him as that. It's just weird (laughs) with his shirt half ripped off. Like, why would you do this? (laughs) He's he's trying to fit in with the pirate crew, and it's not working. (laughs) Uh, Next question, L. Raster. Read a recent article saying Ixlan would have surprise reprints. Birds seems like a good fit for Ixlan. What say you? Birds of paradise on an island? Ooh. I mean, it makes sense, I but... really sense, hope but so, but Given that we've no. seen these two mana mana dorks in the set already, Drover of the Mighty, I don't think so. As sad as it that sounds, would... I, I think that article is referring to Lightning Strike. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was the reprint. 
They got us. Uh, Yours would be good for Dominaria, yes. though. It wouldn't break standard. Uh, what? Would it? You think that's like... Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I didn't think about that. I think it does break standard. You don't, you don't lightning strike the bird, Richard. You don't lightning strike a bird. Just go all the way. Lightning bolt, birds, counter spell. I don't know what you yeah, get for black. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, actually, Richard, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, just one birds, time. Yeah, what, you get what birds. Would the black I don't know what black would get. Black gets dark ritual. <laughs> <laughs> black gets dark ritual. Red gets lightning bolt. Green gets birds. Uh, blue gets counterspell and white gets healing cell. <laughs> it's like the ancestral recall cycle, like, where the other four cards have absolutely nothing. <laughs> no, what? All four of those would be great. I just don't know what white would get. Swords, swords. yeah, give swords and plowshares. Black swords to be like reanimate or animate that. I think dark ritual would be a, a step too far. Nah, let's do it. It's either you, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly bear, okay? <laughs> All right, next question. That one, Okazaki, Dredge was exactly my concern when I asked the MDG Fishmail question about therapy in modern. Thanks for the response. Yeah, Kabbalah therapy. Yeah, welcome. Too scary. Yeah, that's it too, way too scary. 69 Griggs, 420. How do you deal with Brewer's Block? I got bored with my usual decks uh, sometimes, and I can't think of anything new to build. I just usually look over cards. I'll sort in different ways and filter in different ways, looking by format and sorting by colors and rarity until I find something that tickles my fancy, I guess. That's uh, normally what I do. All right. Next question, Eldrazi Tron. Is there going to be a Commander 2017 Commander Clash? In November. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm triggered already. <laughs> Uh, there will be, but they don't release the cards until the middle of November on Magic Online. So because of that, we got to wait a bit. Let, let me get my rant nice. off here. Magic Digital <laughs> right. Next is a joke until they actually release <laughs> cards on time. Like, you can't tell me the promise of this new organization of Magic in the future, and they literally cannot print or create products, you know, with the correct release dates. And not only is it delayed, but only a select few cards from Commander 2017. That's so. That's the dumbest thing. I. That's so silly. It's like they've had years to do this, right? It's not like the Moto team so was crazy. informed on August 25th. Hey, there's a new Commander product coming out. <laughs> they, they've known about they, this. They, they just did not allocate the resources to make these cards on Magic Online. The kicker is just like releasing some cards and not other cards. Like, what's that about? Well. Cards that are easy to implement versus cards that well, are hard. Of course, to yeah. Like I'm glad you're giving us the five mana vanilla card from C17. Like thanks. Everyone. They're, they're, they're waiting think... to see which cards are legacy playable <laughs> before they implement them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Th that was exactly Tom's theory: is that they don't do it right away because they actually want to wait and see tournament results so they know what cards they don't have to code in if they don't show up in legacy. <laughs> If they get banned, wow, that's crazy. All right, Xenos fan two. When attacks at the beginning of combat makes skin shifter unable to copy exert and attack yeah. triggers. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super bad. Yeah. Our bad. Or my, or my bad. What bad card? Sixty nine Griggs four twenty. Have you considered making more legacy and vintage content? I'd love to see against the odds in vintage. <sighs> it's rough. Eternal formats are just so hard to build budget or against the odds decks with because. They're so powerful, but hopefully we'll we'll get to it at sooner at some point. Sooner or later, I would like to have that happen. Next question. DJ Kensai, what does the new large set only release schedule mean for Moto Redemption Windows? That's a good question. I'm assuming that they're gonna leave it at like six months, but if but we don't know for sure. It would be pretty crazy if we have a one set block and they got rid of Redemption when the next set released. But it hasn't really been announced yet, so we just got to wait and see. All right, Gateway seventy one best memes. What what, what are your favorite memes? <laughs> I like not, the, it is not magic related. Oh, apparently, magic related, not I like magic the, related. <laughs> I like the one where it's like, okay, sir, have a nice like, okay, whatever, and he like drives off in the car. It's like Shaq. What is that one? Oh, it's so funny though. Okay, understandable and something like have a nice day. I like that one a lot. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I've like missed it. It's like a Shaq. It's the thing. It's the it's the one with Shaq, and he's like something, and then there's a response, and then it's like okay, understandable, have a nice day or something like that. It's never, so funny. I've never seen this. My my redditing is failing me. <laughs> I haven't seen that yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know a lot of these memes, but 
I, I know that one for sure. It was so funny. my favorite is like, don't let this distract you from the fact that you know the Warriors blew a three-one lead, that the Falcons blew. A... Every time oh. I read that, <laughs> yeah, it is so hilarious because it keeps getting added. Like every time there's a new upset, like that, the comment chain just gets longer and longer. And yeah, that is if pretty you're funny. A fan of one of those teams that just blew it, like oh, you'll never live it down. It just keeps getting brought up over and over again. <laughs> Uh, I'm not much of a meme person, really, so I guess I would go with, I don't know, the probably the classic This Is Fine with the burning doghouse <laughs> yeah, one, just because it like applies to too. so much magic stuff or, and it gets used yeah. all the time. I, I don't get usually sucked into the memes thing, but a couple are very good. Like, the the one with the, the person, like, blinking their eyes when someone <laughs> says something, like, crazy, I like that one, too. Uh, next question, Ermit, can you explain the rationale... Of those in favor of the reserve list, indeed, the first print retained its value. See beta price. Oh, this this could almost be an entire podcast. Isn't there only like some one people, reason? The, or, the TLDR is some people think it would actually really hurt the game, and that the reserve list is necessary to keep people's confidence in the game up. That's the the main yeah. argument that I've heard from people. The, yeah, TLDR is basically a lot of the cards aren't really required for a lot of mag- like to play a lot of the magic game, like magic as a whole and and Seth is right. I mean, as much as it would be great, I, I do think it would have some some negative impacts on. Them. I don't agree that it would have negative impacts, but that's what people tell me. But right. go ahead, Richard. Uh, also from Ermi, do you find it okay to buy cards from people unaware of card market value? Does most of MTG Finance revolve around it? So I guess this is like some kid opens a Mythic worth 50 and you open a Mythic worth like $5 and you trade. Is that no, okay? No, that is, no, no. That is not okay. Um, if you're taking advantage of some, like, uh, of a situation like that, I, I would say don't do that. I think but there's a oh, store who you would have like it, it all depends like a, a 10 year old or a 50, you know a 12 year old that opens up a pack gets a $50 card probably doesn't have as much of a you know the knowledge to be vested in the market but a large vendor who doesn't update their prices you have you know there's that you would think that they would know the market a little bit better that's a little different yeah, I think it's very contextual. I think it's 100% yes. wrong to lie about prices or to rip off people like uh, we were talking about, like not knowing the price and taking advantage of it. On the other hand, when I was buying collections all the time, if someone put up a Craigslist post saying $200 for this collection and it ended up being $800 worth of cards, I never felt bad about that. Like I'm I'm doing a lot of work to like dig through the collection and stuff like that, and I always just chalked it up to the person like not wanting to do the necessary work to get the value from the collection. So they were happy. They got their asking price. I made a little extra money. So I think there's a lot of context to it, but you should never rip people off. That's uh, yeah, my as, bottom it, line. Yeah, if there's an expectation that's set, that, that's one thing. But, you know, I, I'm agreeing with Seth there. What, what about there's, there's definitely a lot the of context. garage sale dream scenario. Some person has, like, a box of magic cards. They list it for, like, 10 bucks or something. You open it, and there's, like, 50 dual lands in there. What what do you do in that scenario? (sighs) I might buy them and sell them and then try to go back and give the person money afterwards. I would be afraid... I would not want to lose the deal altogether, so I would be afraid to be like, oh, you should be charging more for these, that the person would just be like, oh, I'm not going to sell them then. So I would I would maybe go at it that way. Try to like buy them and sell them, but then make it fair. Like I think I've seen this before on oh what's that Pawn Stars show? Like I think I've seen people <laughs> do similar things before. I see. If yeah, I wouldn't want. Yeah, it's that's that's a tough one too. It's like so many different ways that can go. All right, next question, Tall Tim. Can you revisit Wizards Data Insanity? Is it too hard to analyze the impact? The meta feels good, but is it? Uh, I think we just can't really parse it out yet. Like, the meta has been good recently. The problem is with all the bannings and stuff, I don't think you can really correlate that to Wizards cutting back on deck lists. I think that it's way more likely. It's that they finally banned the cards that were making Standard horrible, but we can't really say that for sure. So I think we gotta wait until a more stable Standard to see what happens. 
Yeah, Edie Vonta had a similar question. Do you think the diverse standard is caused by Watsi limiting 5.0 deckless information? I I am starting to feel like maybe that's a contributing factor, but I, I don't think it's as big of a factor as I we think. think because I think the standard is just good. <laughs> they, they have finally yeah, gotten all I mean, of them out. Yeah. I think just standard's good because it's good. All right, that's all our fish mail for this week. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. Nice. All right, everyone, uh, we are past that time. Anything really quickly out the door for anyone who is in the impact zone for the hurricane, um, be safe. Be safe, uh, prep up. Um, but yeah, other than that, this is the crew signing off. We will see you all next time.